The dream to venture beneath the surface of the oceans may be as old as humankind. The historic 1916 silent film version of Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea captured this dream in what was then utter science fiction. But Dr. Douglas Inman, Professor Emeritus of Scripps Institution of Oceanography in La Jolla, California, lived that dream back in 1964, when Jacques Cousteau's diving saucer was brought to Scripps to explore the underwater canyons. And Dr. Inman became one of the first human beings to descend in the diving saucer to previously unseen depths of the California underwater canyons. I asked Dr. Enman to describe what it was like. Just going down the canyons for the first time and seeing them was a magnificent first go at, at this situation that no one else had ever had. This isn't just Scripps Submarine Canyon because we went into quite a few of them. All up and down this coast and in, into the Gulf of California. We were quite familiar with Cousteau. In fact, we learned about this diving saucer, the Suku, and this seemed to be an opportunity for us now to get into the submarine canyons and look at them in much greater detail. And the way we got it over here, was on an Air Force plane. It was flown over as cargo. And so we dubbed it the, the only true flying saucer. <laughs> the project itself was to visit submarine canyons beginning here at Scripps. For the first time, you got good pictures of all of these things. And you had visual descriptions that it extended beyond the aqualung depth because you can go take this saucer down to over a thousand feet. It was made for two people. One was the operator and that he was always the Frenchman, one of Cousteau's people, and then one of us. We had a number of divers. And in fact, uh, th this article is, is by all of us. Shepard, uh, Curry, Inman, Murray, Winter and uh, Bob Dill. This, this photograph is taken on board the mothership prior to my first dive into Scripps Submarine Canyon. It shows the Suku, it's the yellow circular here. I'm about to get into the entrance and then have it uh, secured for waterproofing. Divers are essential to this activity. Here they are on top with the lifting rope here. As it approaches the water, there's still a diver on, on top. As you go down from the shelf where the diving saucer enters the water, then divers have to direct it to the locale to, to get down in the right head of the submarine canyon because it's, it's reasonably blind except for the view of about five to 10 to 20 feet directly in front of it. All of this information was put out <clears throat> by a paper from Shepard and the rest of us in Science Magazine and uh, received a fair amount of uh, publicity at that time in 1964. Now in one of our dives, we had a very hazardous situation when the the Suku came down the submarine canyon 
and got wedged underneath a ledge. Neutral buoyancy is maintained by having a pouch full of small lead pellets. And uh, if you ever wanted to surface rapidly, you just release these and the whole saucer would rise to the surface. In our case, when we were trapped under an overhanging ledge, if these were disturbed and started to be lost, then we would be locked under the ledge. And so what we had to do in that case was to take out the articulated arm, and it's very fortunate that it was put on for us and for this trip alone. But had we not had that, we couldn't have gotten out from the out from underneath the ledge. And what we did was take the articulated arm down and gently push while we in the saucer would rotate back and forth on either side gently so we didn't lose any weight until the saucer could back its way out. Then it was free to be propelled again under its own uh, jet system. Did you have a sense of the pioneering aspect of what you were doing at the time? No. Pioneering is retrospective. And at the time, you're just doing something. It's exciting. And it's, it's very uh, th thrilling to, to learn these things. But you're not really thinking, hey, I'm now a pioneer.